welcome to another episode of VCs Off The Record, a podcast for investors and startups alike, where we're having real talk with real investors. I'm your host, Gayla Jennings O'Byrne, co-founder of early stage venture fund, The Walkstar Fund. And joining us today is Harry Alford with Humble Ventures. Harry, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, there's so many reasons why I'm so happy you're on here. Uh, I think the first one is the name Humble Ventures. I friggin love it. Um, And we're going to get into that and have you tell us about that. Um, But before we do that, can you tell us a little bit about your background? And let's have you do it in an elevator pitch like we make startups do all the time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, My pleasure. So, um, I was born in Indiana, uh, a twin to a uh, to parents that were entrepreneurs, and oh, wow. we moved to DC in, in fourth grade uh, to for them to follow their dreams of taking their company national. And so we learned through osmosis uh, what entrepreneurship was like, what it went into it, and we poured some of our own blood, sweat, and tears into it, like licking. Uh, stamps and envelopes before AOL came around and getting paper cuts. And so um, going forward, we went on, me and my brother went on to play collegiate sports at the University of Maryland. We played lacrosse. And so we were always kind of like spearheads in terms of going after things that were kind of untraveled uh, before, especially for African-American boys from the Midwest. And so uh, after college and graduating, we graduated in the recession and we thought of uh, 2008, 2009. And so we were like, what better time to start a company than now? A lot of our friends couldn't get jobs. A lot of our friends were losing jobs. People were going off to law school. We were like, hey, let's just try something out. And so we went on to go launch companies and some of them we had no business starting like a coffee company um, selling Kenya um, Arabica coffee online. And we, we realized quick, we had no affinity for it and we didn't know what we're doing. And so we pivoted towards <laughs> something. Coffee was a license to make money. Like, yeah, 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 money yeah. We, we wanted to make money, but you also have to have some type of passion behind it too. And what you're doing, you have to be willing to show up and try to push this stuff too. <laughs> we like, we like to, uh, to consume the product, but we didn't like to push it. And, and so we, we resorted to something, a business and a business model that we had domain expertise in. So this was sports. And so we launched an e-commerce website. We monetized with ads. We sold equipment and apparel. We put on offline events with major partners such as Wheaties and Nike and Under Armour. And after about four and a half, five years, we were able to successfully uh, sell it. And we both used that, that funding yeah. to go to business school. Yeah, thank you. And so I went to Babson College, and at that time, I wanted to get a better understanding from the other side of the table. And so I went to go work at an early stage venture fund as an associate. And so I was handling back office uh, deal docs, uh, helping with investor relations, setting up pitch meetings to five different markets uh, simultaneously every month, uh, and really getting paid to learn and build my network. Uh, but at the same time, I started to see that there was a gap in funding, especially for people of color and other minorities, veterans and, and women. And so I, after doing some research and, and reconnecting with an old friend, we decided that you know, we should form something together. And so we launched Humble Ventures. And so Humble Ventures is 
a venture development firm that drives innovation forward in partnership with startups, investors, and established enterprises. And we have a focus on diverse entrepreneurs and those building solutions for diverse communities. Awesome. Um, let, let's um, unbundle that a little bit. Humble, where did that name come from? Because, you know, in venture, there's a lot of confident, dare I say, cocky <laughs> folks out there. Uh, so humble is not the first thing that comes to mind when you think of venture capital. Yeah, humble comes from from us and having our egos get in the way and us being able to realize that and, and, and really say, we should humble ourselves to the data. You know, what, listen, what, is, what is the data telling us? And what are, what are we not seeing? And how can we actually walk and talk humbly with confidence? And that all comes back to humbling ourselves to the data. And so humble is really about being, having it clear, uh, you know, something that is present all the time and around us and with the people we interact with and, and work with. And so um, people often comment about our brand uh, the brand equity and the name, and uh, we are always humbled uh, when people comment on it. And so uh, we're glad it's had such a great reaction amongst people. Yeah, no, it's, and it's, it speaks to our ethos. So we we always try to you know uh, be humble and, and grow humble. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think our listeners will walk away after this uh, episode. But if they don't, um, I'll say it now. The humble, nice guy is truly you. I think that's what attracted me to you um, is you. that you are just one of those, as my grandmother would say, he's good people. <laughs> uh, and as one of my colleagues used to say, he's a good egg. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got you. called my that. I don't, love, I don't know if I should be insulted. Or, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I should be insulted being called a good egg. But um, yeah, you're just one of those good people. So the humble resonates for sure. Thank you um, so much. Tell me this. So you said what you guys invest in. Could you just say it in a way that we understand it? Like, what what is it you guys do? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so simply put, Humble Ventures, we, we do three things. So our team um, provides innovation capability and consulting to enterprise partners based okay. on lead startup methodology and design thinking. We facilitate programming to solve specific growth and innovation related problems for entrepreneurs, early stage founders, and, and established enterprises. Three, we do emerging growth deal flow. We source and invest in qualified startups off our balance sheet. And so our model is not the traditional VC model. Um, we built this model to stay flexible and nimble, and we wanted our customers not to necessarily be LPs, but to be um, the enterprises that are working at actually solving on uh, the problems that matter most. And so what we do, we've been partnered with Ogilvy and WPP. So the consulting division, one of the largest agencies in the world and, and part yeah. of the media cover at WPP. And so we deliver innovation consulting to the Fortune 100 clients. And, and we saw them an opportunity to provide a distribution channel for startups as well as amplify our deal flow. Uh, getting these investments and these startups closer to uh, faster and closer down the pipeline and dis into distribution channels and potential customers in the Fortune 100 clients. And so that's something we've been doing um, since uh, about 2015. And we think that's kind of like our unfair advantage. Yeah. And I, I think it's a beautiful advantage. I think I would say it's kind of the 
a great trifecta, right? It's sort of the the holy grail of the strategic partner slash investor, which you are the company that you want to support and invest in and help grow. And then you're bringing sort of that large corporate partner slash client, right? Um, and they can actually sort of be a part of telling you what their problem is and then having you and the company build for them. Yeah, absolutely. And so in a way, you can look at it as, as we plug into the enterprise partner as an innovation as a service. And so we identify where they are or their innovation timeline and by aligning internal and external partners. And then we identify key problems. And, and, then, we, and then we align a solution against those, uh, define concepts and possible solutions uh, based on in-market evidence. And then we, we bring it into startups, usually through a set of a type of programming where we can utilize those existing technologies and iterate prototypes against the problem of the enterprise or around a challenge or a strategic theme. And so that's how we really bring it in. We're a conduit in a way between the startups and the enterprise. And we're able to really uh, diligence these startups through this programming too. And the output is, a, is not only a solution to the enterprise, but also really high quality deal flow too uh, for us or for the enterprise or someone from our investor community to invest in. Yeah, really exciting, really exciting. Um, and in some ways it's, it's sort of riffing off the old adage of like, build for the pain point that the market has. Yep. Yeah, really exactly. So what, who feels the pain the most, right? And, and but oftentimes within these large siloed uh, institutions or organizations, they're not even communicating with each other. And so one way to really bring them together is around, you know, doing a, a brainstorm or a workshop. Because if you think that there's only one solution to a problem, then you don't really understand the problem. And so a lot of things that we do is to bring in different perspectives, different worldviews to the table. And that is with the help of a lot of these diverse founders, because they're also coming from these diverse audiences uh, that we believe are outsized, uh, can provide outsized returns, but also huge market opportunity too to a lot of these enterprise brands. Yeah. So tell me this, because now you've been on a whole bunch of sides of the equation, um, entrepreneur, investor in a VC shop, and now your own. What would you say is going to make one person more successful at securing and raising capital than another? Any do's, don'ts? Yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, we've seen so many different types of companies and I don't, I think if you're solving a problem or solving, like we're going to pay attention to you and so will other, you know, quality VCs or investors out there. But I think one piece of advice I, I would give is that to take, uh, we always like to favor the, the executive management team and the technology risk over the market risk. If, because I believe your product is a resume uh, of your team. And if you can really show that, hey, we're capable of not only recruiting some solid team members, but we could also build and create together, then, then we could figure out uh, the market later. But uh, I think, you know, because the market is so hard to control. You don't know how they're going to react. So that's why you need to really iterate and test a prototype within a controlled risk, uh, risk-free environment, which is like our programming that we do at Humble. But I always go first with tech manage, the tech and the executive management team over the market risk. And if you can really compel that and uh, tie together into a really compelling story 
from start to end, how you see the world, your vision for the world and how you can really solve uh, the problem for a big group or even a small niche group of people and then figure out how to scale it from there. I think that's really, really compelling. What's the biggest pet peeve you have when startups are trying to approach you? Yeah, so yeah, so there are a few. So I, I'm pretty open. I'm really to talk to a lot of people. Um, one thing is if we set up a time to chat and then you don't even show up or I'm waiting on them for five to 10 minutes and, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm, I'm gone, you know, I'm gone and I might, I'm less inclined to speak with you again. But then if you keep, so that's one. Another thing is if I'm going to event, what we all used to do in person events and I give you my card and then you are immediately texting me after the event, like that night or the next morning, you're texting me. That's not the right channel to go through. Um, I, I recommend email or, or even Twitter before texting me. I think that's kind of like an evasion and I should probably take off my, my phone number on my card. Um, another thing is if you're coming in just asking for money, typically what happens, you'll get advice. If you come in asking for advice, you might leave with some capital and some real cool uh, relationships. And so I think you, you can't just come out of the gate and without a product, no, no uh, portfolio of work, no demonstration uh, of traction, and just ask for money uh, for something that you probably won't be build yourself. What VC do you think is getting it right in terms of diversity and inclusion among your peers? Yeah, uh, I, I think there's, there's, there's a whole lot and a lot that don't get the credit for what they're doing. And a lot of them are doing uh, things behind the scenes that no one's even aware of. And so there are, uh, I think, you know, there's the Charles Hudson uh, and then there's also who's invested in pre-seed uh, companies. And then there's also Lo Tony. So who is investing in emerging fund managers. And so he, he represents someone who has uh, gone through the whole capital stack now he's at a place where he's 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 leaning forward while while reaching back and but he also it's also a financial decision too right uh, the diverse teams have a higher uh, higher uh, return uh, of investment and financial success and also they provide different types of viewpoints that um, you know they aren't hindered by by innovation blind spots. And so someone like Lotani, I think he really understands that at Plexo Capital. So that's someone who I admire. Uh, and I hit like on all of his tweets. Uh, maybe one day we'll be able to meet. So uh, in wrap up, any good resources, anything that you read that you think our listeners should be reading? Yes. One, you know, humbly um, direct people towards my medium. And so if you just go on medium.com, it's a Trahari offer, you'll find me as well as Humble Ventures, um, medium.com slash Humble Ventures. We have a lot of great content resources there around startups, innovation, diversity, um, especially the future of work. Uh, we're working on a, an event series that we're doing right now. And, but also, you know, go on Twitter. There's a, there's, it's free. I can't believe it's a free resource. And you can hear what people are thinking. And uh, you still have to decipher the noise from the signal, but I think it's a really great resource that's still underutilized, but a lot of people out there. Uh, I think for someone that is trying to learn and come up in entrepreneurship and startups, 
I, I really recommend the book, uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You. And it really tells you about, you know, how to acquire career capital, build experience and skill sets, and to really to figure out, you know, wherever you want to be, you know, look backwards and connect the dots going forwards. And so that's something I'll recommend for people coming up. Right now, I'm reading When Money Dies. Uh, so I'm pretty big into crypto and Bitcoin, and it's a pretty sobering uh, book and reflection about what, what happened in, in Germany in 1923 with hyperinflation. Uh, there's a lot of parallels to what we're seeing today. Thank you. Those are all really good resources. I personally can vouch for, well, two, those books I haven't read yet, so I can't wait to. Um, but I can personally vouch for your newsletter. It's really informative. It's something I look forward to every time I see it pop up in my mailbox. So I can absolutely oh, second you. that. That means a lot. Thank yeah, you so much. absolutely. All right. So we're going to take it in a, a, another direction as we wrap up here. Um, and this is our kind of speed round, if you will. Just have to say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, love and hip hop. Real Housewives or Basketball Wives? Real Housewives. I haven't watched it in forever, but my brother talks about it too, all the time. We're going to have to put your brother on the show next. He sounds like a fun guy. You should. He works at a fintech company. He, he's, he's doing really well. Oh, there you go, because we are going to have entrepreneurs on here, so we'll make a note of that. All right, Law and, Law and Order or CSI? Law and Order. Michelle or Barack? Uh, Sasha and Malia. Serena or Venus? Serena. Beyonce or J-Lo? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're really putting me on the spot. <laughs> All right. And we're trying out a new one with the fellas that we have on the show. Tell me if I got the right guys, first of all. I was thinking the question should be Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson. What's the question? So in the same way, which do you like better, Michelle or Barack? Oh, oh, Should it oh. be Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson? Michael Jordan, the GOAT. I love it. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's just, it's, it's been great. And it's been a while since we've caught up. So it's really neat to hear what's going on and learn about you. Awesome. Awesome. And, and likewise, you're doing amazing work. And so I, I'm glad to just uh, be a part of it. And I, I look forward to following your continued success. Thank awesome. you so much. And hopefully we'll be doing some co-investing together soon. Let's do we it. Got some good, we got some good stuff in the pipeline. All righty, my friend. Thank you again for being on VCs Off the Record. I'm your host, Gayla Jennings O'Byrne. Thank you. Harry's the best. I'm so glad he was on the show. We got to get him back again real soon. Uh, but before we leave, listeners, I want to make sure we give you a quick recap of some of the best takeaways. Let's call this section Humble Harry's Wisdom. First is humble yourself to the data. Secondly, as founders, show your vision with a strong team and a strong solution to a market problem. Tech and talent are what they're investing in. And a couple things that we all know but probably could get better at is show up on time, Ask for advice, not always for money. Use email, not text, particularly when you're first getting to know someone. And something I could get better at myself is seeing Twitter as a resource and an information source. And two books that we all should read and maybe do a book club on later are So Good They Can't Ignore You 
And the second one is When Money Dies. We'll have these and more resources on our website. Until then, I'm your host, Gayla Jennings O'Byrne, and this is VCs Off the Record. Hey listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of VCs Off the Record. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and please do let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. And also subscribe, like, retweet, tell your friends about the show. Thanks. Have a great day. Stay fabulous.